You are listening to audio from Community Bible Church of Savannah. If you would like to find out more information about our church, please visit us at cbcsavannah.com. For truly, Bill and myself could not have orchestrated this. This is truly the hand of the Lord in our midst. Amen? Amen. And we are honored that CBC, the elders and the members of uh, Community Bible Church and the leaders of Beulah and the members of Beulah have embraced what the Lord Jesus Christ came to do 2,000 years ago. And that was to tear down the hostility that was between races. And it's beautiful to see what the Lord is doing this morning. Amen? Amen. Not the prolonged. Those who have your Bibles, can you find Genesis chapter 22? Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, um, but I only want to look at the first four verses of this chapter, and we're going to work through verses 14 in just a second. Genesis chapter 22, as we look at the father to our faith, Abraham. Here in Genesis chapter 22, starting at verse 1, it says this, Now it came to pass... After these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac. Now, for those who know the Bible, you know that Abraham had a son prior. His name was Ishmael. But notice God only acknowledges Isaac. Because any work of the flesh would never glory in God's presence. Catch that now. Ishmael was a work of the flesh. And the Bible makes it crystal clear that no flesh will glory in God's presence. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Let us pray. Father, in the gracious and matchless name of Jesus, spirit break out. Tear our walls down. Lord, we truly honor you in this place. Father, we worship you. We adore you for who you are. You are the great I am. You're everything that we need you to be. Thank you that salvation lies in Jesus and Jesus alone. Have your way in this place. Move mightily. Change hearts. Transform minds. Lord, when we leave here today, let it not be about a man or a church. Let it be about a God who thought it not robbery to send his son to die for the sins of the world. And, Father, if we please you with that, then all is well. These and all blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, you may be seated. Here in our text, God has instructed Abraham to do something that was very difficult. We must understand that in the Christian life, there will be periods in our lives that there will be difficult things that God asks us to do. 
I would like to just tag this this morning. What will you do when God dares you? What will you do when God dares you? How many know God has just dared Abraham? God has just told Abraham, Abraham, I want you to take the promised seed and I want you to offer him up to me. Is there anybody in here that has ever been dared to do anything? Come on now, you in church, don't lie. Uh, 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 if you haven't been dared, how about double dog dared? You know, we, 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 we take the ante up when we say I double dog dare you. Well, right here in the text, God is daring Abraham to give him the promised seed. I want us to get this. Notice the way I worded this. What will you do when God dares you? The reason I worded it that way, because there will come a time, it's not a matter if God dares us, there will come a time when God dares us. If Abraham was going to wear the title of father to the faith, then Abraham would have to prove himself to be worthy of that title. Many times we want to wear titles, but we don't want to go through what we, want to, we need to go through to wear the title. We don't like the pain, we like the prestige. We don't like the problem, we want the preeminence. But no, if Abraham was going to wear the title of father of the faith, he would have to prove himself to be worthy of that title. What will you do when God dares you? How do we get to this point? Well, we get to this point starting in Genesis 12. Number one, God discovers Abraham. God shows up in the era of Chaldeans, a place where idol worship is going on. And he comes and he calls out Abraham. What a beautiful picture of salvation. How many know we cannot be saved if God hadn't called us out? God shows up in the Earl of Chaldeans and he tells Abraham, I need you to do me a favor. He discovers him. How many know we would not be saved if God, the Lord, didn't discover us? But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that today I stand here. 22 years ago, the Lord discovered me when I wasn't even thinking about him. God shows up and he discovers Abraham, but not only does he discover Abraham, he detaches Abraham. He said, now Abraham, I know you're 75 years old. Social security is kicked in. You're just waiting to check to hit the, uh, the bank, but I need you to do me a favor. I need to get, get you away from your family. How many know there will come time God need to get us away from some things if we're going to be the men and women that God want us to be? And too often, God is trying to take us somewhere, and we're trying to hold on to where we are. Uh, number one, God discovers Abraham, but now God detaches Abraham. Come on, Abraham, get away from your family and from your kindred. But now he's going to develop Abraham. From Genesis 12 all the way to now, Genesis 22, God is going to develop his man. Come in, let's talk. Why are we kicking against God's development process? Too often, God is trying to build us. He's the potter, we're the clay. He has the right to shape us and mold us in his own sovereign way. And too often, we're scratching and kicking and screaming, God, I don't want to. God said, this is best for you. You don't understand it right now, 
But if you just work with me, I will make you into someone you had never thought you could be. God has discovered him. God has detached him. God is now developing him. And now in our text, God is going to dare him. Dare him. Dare him to give God the promise. See, what is a dare? To have the necessary courage or boldness for something. Let's work with this. To have the necessary courage or boldness for something. You know, when I was working out this outline, I began to think about that night Jesus is walking on the water. And you know the most scared disciples. They're in the boat. And they saw a figure and they say, it's a spirit, it's a ghost. It's poltergeist. And Jesus said, wait a minute, calm down, be not afraid. It is I. It's your master. It's your Lord. And you know Peter, who always had to take his sandal out of his mouth. <laughs> Peter said, well, Lord, I, 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 I say this. If it's really you, bid me to come, not knowing the Lord was going to put him up to the task. Y'all know how we do, Lord. If you just give me the job, I'll be faithful in the tithe. And Jesus said, they go the job. <laughs> Lord, if you just heal my child, I'll be in church every Sunday. He heals the child. Be mindful what you ask for. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Amen. So Peter said, Lord, if it's really you bid me to come. Jesus said, come. You had to be a good Baptist to get out that boat. Man, you couldn't have been a Methodist. You couldn't have been Pentecostal. I'm telling you. Church of God, no, you had to be a Baptist. Because people know you don't walk on water. <laughs> but Jesus dared him. He said, Peter, it is I. Come. And Peter accepts the challenge. Remember, that's what a dare is. Being bold enough. Peter was bold enough knowing that gravity doesn't allow people to walk on water, but he trusted the word of God. My question today, are we willing to trust the word of God when it goes completely against what we know? This is what a dare is. Every dare of the Lord is a good dare, but every dare is not good. What am I talking about? Last night on some college campus, in some frat house, some young man, some young woman was dared to do something dumb. Well, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. <laughs> Come on, turn back, turn back all these shots. I dare you to turn back these shots. I dare you to take this first hit of, of this pot. And it's not medicinal. <laughs> Amen. So dares can be good and dares can be bad, but every dare that comes from God is a good dare as we're going to see with Abraham. In our text, God has dared Abraham to offer up Isaac, his son, that promise. Let's look at verse 1 again. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here." And he said, here I am. 
Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. What a beautiful picture of the gospel. God said, Abraham, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to take your son, your only son whom you love. Wow, I hear John 3, 16. God so loved the world, he what? Gave his only begotten. Can we see the typology here? Can we see that God the Father in Jesus is being shown an example through Abraham and Isaac? That God challenges Abraham. He said, Abraham, please do me a favor. Take your promise seed. Take your son, your only son whom you love and give him to me. What God was simply saying, if I can just find a man that would be willing to give his son. If I could just find a man that would, would know what it's going to take to be able to part ways with his beloved one. Uh, because one day I'm going to send my son. Oh, that's shouting good news right there. God said, I just want a man that would dare to give me his son because one day on a hill called Calvary, I'm going to give my son. God dared Abraham to give him the promised seed. What would be your decision when God asks for your prized possession? Okay, decide quiet. What would be your decision? What would be my decision in that time? Because it's coming. When God says, guess what? Give me your prized possession. I know you've been holding that thing so near to your heart. I know you've been holding that thing so dear to your heart. But I want you to put it on the altar for me. What will you do when God dares you? How can we, like Abraham, achieve our dare? I believe there are three great things, lessons in this text that Abraham did that allowed him to accomplish his dare. And I believe if we would do likewise, we can accomplish whatever the dare is that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, brings to our life. If we're willing to trust the Lord, that's what this text is all about, getting to a point in our lives where we really, show sure enough, trust the Lord. Amen. People make this statement all the time. Well, you know, the Lord know my heart. You never lie. <laughs> if there's one thing he knows, he knows our heart. And, and many times we make that statement because when God asks us to do something challenging and we don't want to do it, we cower down. But if we just pray and ask God to give us the grace, the strength to be able to honor his word in our lives, how many know the Lord is faithful? How many know the Lord is faithful? What will you do when God dares you to walk away? I'm not talking about marriage, but from a relationship that constantly have you living in sin. What will you do when you're in the business deal that you know goes against integrity, but you can look at the numbers coming, and God said it's time to walk away. Ooh, I'm preaching better than y'all shouting. Ooh. What, what, what would you do when God dares you? Three things I want to pull out real quick. Number one, the response to the dare. We want to see Abraham's response to the dare. Are y'all working with me? 
Number one, the response to the dead. Let's look at verse 3. God has told Abraham, I need you to do me a favor. Give me your promised seed. Number one, the response to the dead. Verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey. And he took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place of all. Number one, the response to the dare. It's important, brothers and sisters, BBC, CBC, whatever you see, I don't know. <laughs> it's important that when the Lord dares us that we respond immediately to his instructions. Why is that important? Because if we do not respond immediately, we will respond disobediently. How many know delayed obedience is still disobedience? And many times when the Lord has dared us with something, we're trying to be cunning. We're trying to find ways to hold on what the Lord has told us to part from. But what I love about the text, the Bible says Abraham, verse 3, rose up early in the morning. In other words, Abraham said, I'm not going to allow my mind to rationalize me out of what God has told me to do. How many know your mind will rationalize you out of what God told you to do? God says, listen, call her, call him, and tell them that you forgive him. The devil is a liar. There's no way God told me to do that. The way they hurt me, I'm preaching big. I'm preaching big. Y'all know how we rationalize. But no, Abraham rose early in the morning, meaning he, was, he responded immediately because he wanted to respond obediently. Now, I like to get in the text when I'm preaching. I have one daughter, Charisma, who's serving our country in the Air Force. Amen. But I, I, I just could imagine, Bill, I'm not being, I mean... I'm not being, I could just imagine if God said, Lee, take your daughter, your daughter that you love so much, and offer him, offer her, excuse me, up to me. I mean, I can imagine Abraham that night. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe, before that journey the next morning, Abraham got the family photo album. And he began to look at Isaac, little picture where his first tooth was cutting in. <laughs> and then he began to reminisce about his first deal, walking Isaac into daycare. Okay. And maybe he's just thinking about all those days, you know, you know Abraham had the first man cave. <laughs> and, and maybe he was just thinking about the days where him and Ozzy were just throwing pitching stones at one another in the backyard. <laughs> and all of these things are just going through Abraham's mind. Do y'all not think that these kind of things were going through Abraham, but he would not allow that to stop him from responding obediently to the word of God? What are you allowing to hinder your response? to God's dare in your life. Maybe you're looking at tenure. Maybe you're looking at tenure. Maybe how long you've been with this thing and you, you're trying to rationalize because I've been doing that so long. 
You know, I see people tragically. I'm not soliciting church membership, but people will know that a church is dead. Not dying, dead. But, you know, this is the way mom and them's, you know, mom and them's grew up. At, you know, this is the way daddy and them's, you know, they, they've been all their life. And they would be drying up spiritually when God has told them years ago, get away from here. Amen. Well, I'm preaching real good right now. He, 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 he gets up early. I love this because he responds immediately. This is important because we will reason ourselves out of the right response. Abraham looking at what God had told him, said, I will be obedient to the dead. I think about Lot. Sodom is so wicked. A lot of defilement going on. And the angels show up to Lot and say, listen, Lot, God is about to destroy this place. You need to get your family, all your belongings, and get out of here. This is Lot's response. The Bible says he walked around lingering. And that's most of us. When God has sent his word and dared us to do something, most of us respond like Lot rather than Abraham. We drag our feet, knowing that timing is everything. We see his response here in verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took the two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. He goes directly to the place that God has told him. Y'all remember a lot again. He complained. He made excuses for not going where God wanted him to be, but not Abraham. Verse 4, then on the third day, God has a sense of humor. I believe God puts this in the scriptures for a reason because there were three days that Abraham, we know the number three is significant in the scripture, but, but three days Abraham had the time to back out of what God told him to do. But he was committed to his dare. Number one, we see the response to the dare. He responded immediately, so he responded obediently. But number two, we see the resolve with the dare. Yes, we see the response, but now let's look at the resolve. I want to remind you, the man we see now is not the man that's always been. Remember, God discovered him. Remember, God detached him. And remember, God had to develop him. My question, since you've been saved 5, 10, 15, 20 years, has God developed you in anything? Wow. Are you still? Are you? Can, can, can I just push it right now? Are you still on the bottle? Are you still on the beanie weenies? I mean, I mean, has God developed your faith? Has God developed integrity? Has God developed holiness? Has God developed anything? Are you still the same man, the same woman that you've always been? The man we see right now is not the man that's always been. And let me tell you what I'm talking about. This was the ultimate dare, but there were dares all along Abraham's life. 
Number one, there was the family there. God said, get away from your family. Pass. He left. But then there was the famine there that he failed. Okay, y'all. <laughs> the family test, he passed. But then there was a famine. Abraham went down to Egypt. He failed that there. But how about the fortune there? He passed. What am I talking about? The king of Sodom, Genesis 14. He wanted Abraham to compromise. And Abraham said, not, 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 not. No man would be able to say that he made Abraham rich. So the family there, he passed. The famine there, he fell. The fortune there, he passed. But then the fatherhood there, he fell. Yeah, you're the dirty old man. <laughs> you know, you know I, like I said, I, when I read scripture, I know y'all so holy and you know you got your little halo over your head. Uh, but I, I like to just get into scriptures because, you know, I could just imagine if terrain was barren and couldn't bear a child. We had this nice, can I push it? <laughs> Sexy, handmaiden in the house. And terrain says, Lee, do me a favor. Since God has not showed his favor on me, go into my handmaiden. I believe I wouldn't have prayed too hard. Amen. I mean, Abraham doesn't even take time. To, That's what you want, Sarah? <laughs> but he, he passes the family there. He fails the famine there. He passes the fortune there. He fails the fatherhood there. But he passes the farewell there. When he's told to tell Ishmael what? Get out of here. The man we see now is not the man that's always been. But now Abraham is a man of resolve. God has developed him to the point, whatever you want, Lord, I'm willing to give it to you. Let's read our text here. Verse 4. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. What you mean? What? Hold on. And we'll come back to you. Abraham, what are you talking about? God says, I want you to offer up your son for me. He said, stay here. I and the lad, we're going up and we will return. What are you talking about? He has resolved now. He is confident that whatever God has promised, God is God enough to fulfill. How many know if God said it, he'll do it? How many know if he speak it, he's God enough to bring it to pass? This is the resolve that he has. Resolve means to come to a definite or earnest decision. Determined to do something. Verse 6. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together, but Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And I bet he was so proper, my father. <laughs> and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the burnt wood. I mean, Isaac has saw Abraham do, do this numerous times. He understood what it took to give God a sacrifice. And I can just imagine little Isaac. Isaac is not two or three years old right now. Isaac is at the point he could have knocked the old man down. Are y'all with me? Because once again, we see a typology of Jesus. 
there came a time in that garden of Gethsemane, as we see with Isaac, Jesus said, Father, if there's, be, if there's any other way that this could be done, let it. But nevertheless, what? Not my will, thine will be done. And once Abraham, the father, is going to explain this to Isaac, Isaac is going to voluntarily get on the altar. Jesus voluntarily got on that cross. Jesus said, wait a minute, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me get this tweet right. No man take my life. No man. I got power to lay it down, and I got power to take it up again. I've been given this of my father. But we see the resolve that Abraham has right now. What Abraham was literally, listen, he was willing to make Isaac the first human shish kebab. Am I right? He had gotten to that point of resolve in his life. I'm going to put Isaac on this altar because God has dared me. Are you willing to put on the altar whatever God asked from you? I want to slow down before we end the second point and go into our third point. How many know God could have forcibly taken Isaac from Abraham? God says, Abraham, I don't want you to, I don't want to forcibly take Isaac. I want you to freely give Isaac. Wow. God wants us to show our love for him. Because he's shown his love for us. Do we see the resolve that Abraham has right now? This is what Abraham has gotten to a point, verse 8. Verse 8. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. How many know God did provide himself for the lamb? In other words, here in Genesis 22, Abraham speaks prophetically. He says, my son, understand, one day prophetically, God will provide himself a lamb. Through the corridors of time, John the Baptist is out there baptizing, and he looks up and says, behold the lamb. Revelation 5 says they're bowing down, hollering, worthy is the Lamb. Come on, y'all. We can clap for that right there. <laughs> Abraham speaks prophetically. John the Baptist is an eyewitness of the Lamb. And John on the island of Patmos writes, worthy. How many know he's worthy? How many know he's worthy? Worthy is the Lamb of God that was slain for our sins. What am I trying to prove in the second point? The resolve to the dare. Abraham had gotten to the point. He says, listen, God provided me the seed. So often we forget what God did yesterday that when we're facing our dare today, we cower down. I said, we forget. Abraham remembered that God is the one that provided me the seed. Okay, Romans 4. Romans 4. Romans 4. Watch this, y'all. Verse 17. Romans 4, verse 17. 
as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. What am I talking about? The resolve. He said, listen, Abraham has gotten to a point. He said, though I'm a rusty old man and Sarah's womb is dusty, God still provided us a seed. Amen. In other words, he has so much resolve and say, if God did it before, he's God enough to do it again. He said, God provided me to see, and if God provided me to see, I can offer up Isaac and God will protect the seed. Did y'all get that? He said, God provided it. He staggered not at the promise of God. Y'all know what it means to stagger, right? Okay, we're not going to go in there. But, but he, he staggered not at the, knowing that the one who promised it was able to fulfill. God provided him the seed, and God sure enough could protect the seed. What am I talking about? Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. God will protect by faith. Verse 17 of Hebrews 11. When he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Are y'all seeing the type of Jesus? Remember what I said in my opening? God was looking for a man that would, he could just dare to offer up his son. God said, because there's going to come a day I will offer up my son. And Abraham is to a point now he has so much resolve, he sees in the figure that God is powerful enough that even if he put Isaac to death, God was able to raise him up. How many know on a Friday God put his son to death? He stayed there for three days and three nights, but early that Sunday morning, God raised him back to life. Isn't that good news? We about to come up on Easter. Not only does Abraham respond rightly to the dare, he has resolved with the dare. And now let's conclude this. Let's see the results from the dare. Verse 9 of Genesis 22. Then they came to the place of which God have told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand. And took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hands on the lad or do anything to him for now I know. Now let's get our theology right. God doesn't learn anything. Amen. When God came in the garden with Adam. He wasn't soliciting information as if he didn't know. He wanted Adam to man up. Adam, where are you? God, didn't. he knew he was. But he wanted Adam to take responsibility for his actions. 
I mean, you come in there, you see your grandkid with all the chocolate chips around their mouth, and you say, have you been in that cookie jar? You can see the evidence all around their mouth. And is it Nana? No, no. A. God is letting Abraham know. Abraham, the results look good. The results look good. I've dared you, and you've delivered. Abraham accepted his dare. How many of us are willing to accept the dare that God places before us? But not only did he accept the dare, he accomplished his dare. God provided the provision because Abraham was in the right position. Too often we want God to honor his word, but we are not where we need to be. I'm going to say that again. The reason God could be Jehovah Jireh to Abraham is because Abraham was in the place where God wanted him to be. Okay. How many know the story of Elijah? When the famine came, Elijah couldn't go to any brook. He had to go to the specific brook that God instructed him, go to the brook of Sheriff, and there I will sustain you. Many times the reason we're not being sustained properly is because we're not where God told us to be. We're not in the position of leading our homes the way we need to be men. We're not, I'm going to say that real loud again. We're not in the position we need to be as the head of our home, not dictator, but head of our homes, men. What will be your results from your dare? Abraham achieved his. What would be my results? Only time would tell what the results will be. God just wanted to test Abraham to this point. Say the results of the dare. Say the results of the dare. When I begin to talk about the results, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm a character, I'm humorous. I begin to think about Maury Povich. <laughs> the results are in. <laughs> what if Jesus used Maury Povich? He's dared each one of us, and we got to go in the room with Maury. And Maury got the results in an envelope. And he sits you down, and he sits me down, and he says, the results are now in. When it comes to the dare that God has given you, you have not achieved it. Or when it comes to the dare that God has given you, 100% you have achieved it. What would be your test results? What would be my test results? What God wanted to simply do with Abraham is this. Let me see if the blessing is now more valuable than the blesser. Abraham, come here. Let me dare you. I want, I want to see now if the blessing is now above the blesser. God, I need a car. And I tell the people at Beulah, this is what it made me. God, I just need a car. I just need a car. I just want to get to work and go to church. Lord, if you just give me the car. I just, I, and then Sunday morning at the car wash. I thought you were coming to church with the car I just gave you. Now the blessing is now above the what? 
but be mindful the one that gave it can also take it away. I want to conclude with this. When I thought about the dare that was given to Jesus, there was that one thief on the side of him that dared Jesus to get down. Am I right? There were those walking. He saved others. Let me see if he can save himself. And they dared Jesus to come down. What is my point? The dare from the Father meant more to Jesus than the dare of people. Let me say that again. The dare from the Father meant more to Jesus than the dare of people. Because if Jesus would have honored their dare, damnation would have been all of our case. The results of Jesus not honoring their dare and honoring the Father's dare, we now have a right to the tree of life. I close by saying this. The dare that God gives you is not only for you, it's for those around you. Will you pass your dare? What would be the results of your dare? What would be the results of my dare? What will you do when God dares you? Let us pray. Father, thank you for your everlasting and incorruptible word. Father, we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11 tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please you. Lord, I pray that all over this place, there would arise from Beulah and CBC and other churches, men and women that will be faithful to the dare, whatever it may be, that we will fear you and love you more than anything. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.